Hello, bears, and welcome to the sleuth. Um, today, this, since this is our first podcast, we're going to be um, discussing a, some a few topics. Um, but first, we are going to start with some introductions. I am Ross. I am Wyatt. I'm Lane. I am Philip. So, if you heard any uh, slight noises, that was because <laughs> they are passing a Coke can. In fact. That's how bougie this podcast is. And now, even a beat deeper reference, um, I, we actually started this podcast um, about 10 minutes ago, and I used the word bougie and thought it would be appropriate to use it in this running of the podcast. I am a bit worried about my fingers tapping the <laughs> aluminum of the can when I pick it up, that you may get some residue noise no, as and, I'm passing the can. And I absolutely up. think that is what um, that noise was. When we were going back and looking, testing the audio, I think that tapping noise was uh, your fingers getting stuck to the um, aluminum <laughs> can that is the Coke bottle or the Coke can. This is definitely possible. No, it absolutely is. Um, so yeah, today, the first topic we're going to be discussing, and this is more just a general topic, nothing too controversial, nothing crazy. Um, we're just going to be discussing where we want to live in the future. Um, Ross cannot seem to handle a, uh, normal topic. He is absolutely laughing out of his mind right now. Um, his head is exploding. <laughs> quaking even. Quaking. Um, my bones are quaking. There's a storm of brewing. <laughs> That is a reference to the Phantom Venice. <laughs> um, so, um, yeah, we'll be so, discussing... So, Ross, where do you want to live in the future? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's just kick it off. So, you know, I don't really know. Because I do... We are from the United States. And I do like it here. There are some things I think could be better. But every single country has their problems. So, I could see myself just moving south to florida like it there i've been there a little bit spent some time i have a lot of fun there i'm a beach person i like the warm weather so that's probably where i'd want to go personally my voice was messing up um and by being there ross is referring to uh when we lived there for about three years and by we, um, Philip was talking about how Philip and Ross are actually brothers. <laughs> that is true. I did forget to mention that. Um, really getting personal. It's first thought, yeah. <laughs> really going through childhood, how we used to live there. Well, you know, the Bears were actually very confused. <laughs> the the, the um, sleuth is going to get to know us one way or another. No, absolutely. <laughs> Can we get the absolutely tally on? I think that's about the same time I've said. <laughs> Um, so Ross, I know you said that you would like to live in Florida and you're into the beach and all what about Christmas and not, there not being any snow in, in winter. So also, what are your thoughts on hurricanes? Okay. So lots of <laughs> real in it. I just really just like laughing whenever I should not. Uh, so basically it does. And I've talked about this a lot with other people, but being in Florida during winters, it does take away a lot because, I mean, like White Christmas, can't even listen to that song. It's like you can't even really get in the Christmas spirit, but I mean, nothing is stopping me from just driving north. So that is fine. And, you know, Christmas in Florida aren't the end of the world. And hurricanes, of course, are a big issue, but every area has its natural disasters. 
where me and Philip used to live completely just got wiped out like by this recent hurricane. That was Fort Myers. Which is getting very, very personal here. Giving exact locations, almost our address. <laughs> Actually, um, if you're wanting to visit the Fort Myers area, there's a hotel called the Pink Shell, which has uh, a pool. It's on the beach. There's also an arcade within the hotel. However, I would not <laughs> recommend going to the arcade. Why would you not recommend it? Uh, it's rigged. <laughs> would you say it's similar to the U.S. election? <laughs> Listen, here's all I'll say. If they... <laughs> it always circles back around. All roads lead to Mr. Wonderful. So, Wyatt, uh, you're trying to steer this conversation back on track. Uh... We know Ross, you know, he sees a future maybe in the southeast United States area, somewhere tropical, um, you know, with the beaches, the warm weather. Uh, where would you want to live in the future, Wyatt? Yeah, so I really think that... Um, what was that? I kind of bought or brought this question um, to the podcast because it is a question that I am currently dealing with. Um we currently live in the Midwest. Yep, where we will, I will state the region that we are from. And so the Midwest really has got nothing going for it. Honestly, it's pretty flat out here. Um, not glo- globular. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I would not say the Midwest has nothing. It does have us, and you are trying to leave us. I'm not a fan of that. Yeah, leaving the Midwest is really not uh, a cool move. At this stage so life, what life. you guys don't know is actually uh, Lane is currently going to be leaving the Midwest here soon, um, coming January or so. Um, anyways, temporarily, temporarily Ross says. Um, but uh, yeah, so I really am the one that is more thinking about, you know, where do I want to live in the future? What, you know, there's, you know, we got mountains, we've got beaches. We've got snow, we've got hurricanes, we've got different, you know, there's just a lot of factors to think about. Um, and so basically, you know, on, you know, the southern part, you got beaches, it's really nice weather all the time, but I'm a really big fan of the snow. So I don't know if I, that's something that I would want to give up because I'm just such a big fan of Christmas and the atmosphere that Christmas and winter brings. Um, I have a lot of good memories growing up building like snow igloos and going sledding. So I don't know if I want like to live in an area that would not have that. And then my children don't get those memories. But on the other hand, I'm aware that they would then get other memories of going to the beach with their friends or, you know, it always being super nice outside and being able to play outside all the time. Um, so that's really, I guess it's really just like snow, like, do I want to move north? Do I want to move south? Or do I want to stay here um, in the middle where you get a little bit of everything? So That something, was the question. <laughs> yeah. And something that could be considered too is you're from the Midwest, your family's in the Midwest. Having family somewhere is a really good excuse to maybe go back on vacation during the holidays. <clears throat> so let's say they live in this I'm not even in there. It's down in the state. But let's say they live in the Midwest and it's snowy around Christmas time. 
you maybe come up with your family for two weeks annual annually and then they still get experience in the snow and then you go down to the beach after you're done with being cold so that's why i like florida personally Ross and I, the sense of viewers don't know this. Um, our our families all currently reside in the area that we reside in. Um, so if I were to move south, um, this two week journey would be back to the Midwest where I currently reside. Um, and this would be during Christmas time. Um, how many times has it snowed during Christmas time in the past few years? I don't know. <laughs> That's checkmate. <laughs> uh, well, it is, Google it is before Christmas and it has already snowed uh, where we are from. Hopefully you guys heard. That is the Midwest region. <laughs> so here's a little side uh, thing or whatever while we're in between. A problem that I will have to overcome in this podcast is the fact that I cannot stop laughing to everything just because I think talking in a mic just feels funny and really weird to me. Okay, so um, don't really know what Ross just said there, but it didn't sound too important. Um, to get the conversation back on track a little bit, uh, when I'm tackling the question where I want to live mm-hmm. in the future, um, I-, I think I'll take it a-, a bit of a different angle from my peers here. Um, instead of trying to narrow down a specific region, to me, I, I'm thinking about it in the vein of raising children. And just to be clear, I understand to have children, you have to talk to girls. Just, I, I, I am aware of that fact. Also, no, I did mention children in my answer. No, no, I know. But I mean, we'll get there. <laughs> just to be clear. Yeah. In case but, you had forgotten. But you forgot to mention how you have children <laughs> in case nobody knew. All circles back, all roads lead back to <laughs> Mr. Wonderful. Um, so where I'm going with this is I, I think I would like to raise children in the suburbs of a city, uh, personally. But like Wyatt said, that's just where I was raised. So I want them to have the same memories as me. I understand they could have different memories, but I do think that's probably the best experience. I think that's better than, I mean, if, if, you're, if we're viewing it as three options of they are raised in the city, like highly urban inner city suburbs or country i think probably objectively suburbs is the best i think you get a well-rounded experience um so for where i would want to live in the future assuming i have children i would want to raise my children in the suburbs um you know not too close to the city but not too far not too close to the country uh and then when those children move out and go to college i would like to move further out into the country and maybe get some land uh, and then, you know, have a farm, maybe not a farm, but, you know, have some land, four wheelers for the grandkids, things like that. No, I and I think we all basically agree with that statement of living in the suburbs. Well, I said it first. Well, no, absolutely you did. Um, you kind of actually absolutely. just read my mind. Though. <laughs> I actually thought about it first. Um, but <laughs> Sorry, I forgot to cite my source on Wyatt's brain. <laughs> but basically... What I'm wanting to know is where do I do that? (laughs) Which is the back to the question. I am thankful somebody said that because (laughs) I thought Wade would eventually circle back. (laughs) Ross, once again, losing it. (laughs) But yeah, honestly, Lane and I are kind of on the same page there. And I guess Lane and Wyatt's brain and I. (laughs) Um, 
No, I agree that the suburbs will be the best. Where place. do you want to do that, though? I'm getting to that if you'd let me finish. Well, I would really like to know now. <laughs> Personally, like Wayne's answer still. <laughs> so right now, I'm probably leaning on staying more in the this region, um, somewhere in the Midwest, relatively close, just because, as was stated before, this is where all my family is. Is that because you have a girlfriend preventing you from leaving? <laughs> No, that is because this is where all my family is, and I'd prefer my family to be around whenever I am raising children. So what would you what would you say it's worth it? When is it worth it to leave an area that your family is in so, to go somewhere else? So kind of like Lane said, um, I'd say after they kind of like move away from the house once they get into college. Or, I'm talking about more or, of like... Another situation where what I if you get, get another job? I was about to say if if you had to transfer and it was a, a, like a huge career op- opportunity um, and something that would advance you or your family um, noticeably um, to where it would be worth it to move away from your family, um, then yes. Uh, How I, much of a pay jump? It would, it would depend on what I was doing, probably too. If I actually enjoyed it, forty percent. It would depend on how much I was making before. You have your dream job, 40% pay job if you move towns. Yes, I would. 30%. I don't know. Um, It also depends on where I'm moving to. I'm just going to bring this up. Uh, I don't really know how relevant it is, but uh, it's a personal anecdote. Uh, My mom recently um, just got a job offer from a different company, which is not where we live. Um, it's, I'm not going to say too specific, obviously, but it's about like a two, three hour commute. Um, and she got a job offer, but because of how everything's going these days, it's only in person one day a week. So she basically, how it works is she works from home Monday, Tuesday, drives two and a half, three hours on Wednesdays, and then drives back that day and then works from home Thursday, Friday. Um, and so I think, you know, at the way the world is going, we're seeing a lot more in this shift into like a virtual space. So obviously it's it, like, and this job isn't a hundred percent. And for us, we're all at the stage where I don't think any of us would want fully virtual jobs, but when you're at a point in your life where maybe you have an established job, I think we're starting to see a shift in markets to, you can still live where you want to live, but work remote. Don't really know if that's relevant. Yes, but. it is. And I mean, ultimately, absolutely. There, <laughs> absolutely. Ultimately, uh, there are a lot of things that go into it, a lot of factors at play, and as the head of the family, it will be up to you to, to determine what is best for And that is own. if you are the male of the family, which is the head of the house. Women could be watching, too. Uh, our source for this is the Bible. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and yeah, I, I, I'm not sure. I really don't know if I would want to drive two to three hours once a week. Like, I'm not sure if I would even take that job. Like that, that's a debate. I'm surprised if your mom would do that. Um, because my turn, so I, <laughs> Phillips had the mic for so long. Well, it, I'm I still say. answering your question. All, all, I only talked the, about sorry. The, the only thing I, I, I did mean to say this, I forgot is it was like a 40 to 45% pay increase. That was a big factor into why she took it. Nice. Um, and to continue answering your question, once they do move away, I'm with Lane on moving um, more um, into the country. Um, kind of getting your own land is uh, something that's appealing to me, growing your own food. Um, but then further down the line, once you've like traveled and stuff, 
retiring somewhere scenic, such as Italy, is the move. So getting your own land where? In the country. Where? In the United States of America? I would personally stay somewhere in this region. So the Midwest? Yes, in the Midwest. You just said you wanted to move to Italy. For retirement, is what I said. What makes you want Ladies to leave the country? Ladies and gentlemen, we got him. <laughs> what makes Dallas you want retirement. to leave the country? Checkmate. <laughs> that was for retirement. Yeah, what makes you, for retirement, want to leave the country? Uh, after I've made all my money here, I'd like to retire somewhere where I can just, like, explore and enjoy new things. Um, enjoy other cultures, see views that you don't necessarily get here that I've seen my whole life. Okay. Um, I think my only concern about moving outside of the country of the United States would be just not seeing my family as mm-hmm. much because um, they're busy. They are you know, having their own family and they don't have time to come to Italy. Absolutely. <laughs> and I absolutely agree with what Lane said. Um, <laughs> absolutely. And also, well, but also there would be, you know, incentive to go to Italy if, for example, in Philip's situation, if my, you know, grandparent lived in Italy, that would be pretty clutch because I could come there and stay with them if I wanted to go to Italy. But I would have to have the money to go to Italy, which would be an issue. Also, uh, good to know, I would be looking for a dual citizenship, not just moving and like becoming an Italian citizen. Also note, uh, Philip and Ross are Italians. They are Italians. Creamy, even. <laughs> That's a Ross quote. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I mean, Philip, so I personally, I don't know. I'm pretty sure I know the answer, but personally, as a person, I have been to Italy um, before, and so I definitely see the appeal. Um, there is this really cool little town called Assisi, which I actually pulled pictures up on my computer of why it wants to look at the town. Uh, but it's like this cool little, like old, like medieval-looking like city that's on a hill, which is kind of a, a reference to the Bible, if you know. Um, and you know, like that's kind of what it is. Um, it's this cool little town in Italy. It's like it's like on a mountain, and it's just like this kind of city that's in the hillside. Um, and there's a lot of really cool places out there. The country is really beautiful out there. The food is delicious, obviously. Um, but uh, <laughs> uh, the problem for me is, and and you know, years ago when I visited, I I did think I was like, you know, I would love to live here someday. The problem is, um, Italy is socialist. Yeah, and. Like, you were talking about the amazing views and all that. So, a problem, I've never lived in a very, like, serenic area where, you know, I'm just waking up and just seeing the sunrise with mountains. Define serenic. But, <laughs> I'm about to say so, whenever the scenery is really nice, don't Google <laughs> that or, like... The word Ross is looking for is scenic. I mean, that's close enough. I think the sleuth got the gist. But if you live in an area like that, did I say sleuth wrong? Okay. So anyways, w- back to my point. If you live in an area where like the scenery is amazing, do you think it like takes away from it? Mm. No. Really? Because if every day is beautiful, then is any day beautiful? Absolutely. <laughs> 
That is a good question, Ross. I don't think I've ever been able to experience that. Not that God's creation is not beautiful here in the Midwest, but like comparing to the, the Colorado Rocky Mountains. No, it it, it, it is. is like no question. Like yeah. the Midwest kind of sucks. No, it's a really good question. I've thought that because if you wake up and see that every day, it does it does it lose some special value? Yeah, absolutely. Now, on that, in my opinion, uh, growing up here and seeing everything that I have seen for um, the entirety of my life. Which uh, consists of? The Midwest. Which is like what? Corn? Basically. They don't know where the Midwest is. Um, I, th- I think that I would be able – I think that after, <laughs> after years and years and oh like God, my I'm whole life – Seeing all of this, I think I'd be able to appreciate it after I retire. Once you're once you're older, I think it's different than like, for example, Ross and I living in Florida for those uh, few years. Uh, we were kind of too young and didn't have enough experience to enjoy it. But after retirement, after so much experience, I think you would learn to enjoy that kind of thing more. Yeah, and I think like what you said with Italy, like Italy's a great. I'm sure it's beautiful. I've never been. But, like, eventually, I feel like it's a lot smaller area than the United States. Whereas, like, the United States, you have all these different national parks. It and, like, there's also so shaped much like a boot. diverse area. So, like, you could always just keep on traveling through the United States. And you could see pretty much everything that you want to see. Except for, like, other cultures. Yeah, um, absolutely, man. Uh, but, so, something else I'll say is uh, I was thinking... What was my thought that I just had? I did have a relevant thought. Oh, um, we my family knows some people. Uh, my mom specifically knows some people who they've retired and they have actually sold basically all their possessions. Um, they've sold everything and basically just travel like all year round now. Uh, they just go on cruises. Like they don't have a house. They've sold most of their stuff, obviously, because they're basically living out of a few suitcases. Um, and they just travel everywhere that that keeps it fresh that, you know, that keeps the perspective. So you're not just only looking at the Rocky mountains every day. Um, so that's an interesting, you know, I don't think I could do that because I, I want to have a house, but, but they, you know, they have their kids, they raise their kids, they send them to college, then they retire, sell everything, sell their house, and then just go on cruises or travel for the rest of their life. That definitely does seem like something I'd be interested in. Um, I, I would definitely want a house too. Um, but maybe just like a smaller house, like downsize. And then uh, be apartment able to, even. Yes, an apartment even. Um, and then travel from there and kind of just use that as a home base. How do you guys... Um, I will not be mentioning what I talked to you about. Um, what I was going to say is, in your retirement age, do you guys think you want to possibly buy um, any kind of property? like an apartment complex or something like that, if you were in so inclined to be able to that, afford that? If possible, I would like to own property in retirement age just because it would be a great asset to maybe have. And I it's just like you're not paying rent is going to sound like. We'd be testing things. <laughs> <laughs> um, Some say we are groundbreaking – uh, the the podcasting formula we are we are causing meta evolving <laughs> events as we speak. big podcast does not want you to listen to they this don't podcast. want to know about the coke can the establishment is against us 
Um, Philip really looked like he had something he wanted to say there, but he actually didn't. Um, but yeah, just like, I don't know. Dave Ramsey talks about like owning property and owning real estate and stuff like that. And so it's something like something that I want to dabble into, but I don't even know how to get into that space. Same. And if I did, where would I want to do that? (laughs) I would suggest starting out in a, you said real estate, right? Real estate, property, buying, whatever you want to would. I would start in a college town because then you always have a market for people wanting to rent. Um, I personally had a friend. Some big opposition to that. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I personally had a friend that actually um, asked if I wanted to uh, go in on a house, a quadplex with um, him and a few other people. And unfortunately, I did not have the funds to do so. Um, But I think that something like that would be a good way in just kind of split the cost of a house with a bunch of people and then just have that constant income for the years to come. And then you can use that to finance other projects. So just to be clear, we're talking about investing in real estate to like rent out and not like for your own personal rebuying. Okay. Everybody's nodding their head. Yes. So one thing that you could do is like, just wait for a time in the market when like houses are low and like loans could be low like COVID crash, loans, <laughs> loans were like 0%. So apparently a ton of people just took out as many as they could and just got like When do you know you're at the bottom of a dip? Uh, buy, buy the fear, sell the hype. Something that I actually just kind of came to the realization, and this might just because be, be, be because I am dumb, BBBY. BB8. <laughs> um, but. BB1. <laughs> um, when you buy a property, I've always been like, I don't understand how this is worth it. You're only getting like, you know, $300 a month times 12, which is 36 or so $3,600 a year in rent. But whenever you buy a property, your money doesn't just disappear. It's not like, you know, you're trying to get back the money that you've purchased it. The money's there. It's just in an asset. And so it is worth it. It is very, very worth it. So um, my dad for years, uh, this is my dad in the Midwest. Um, No, I only have one dad. I don't know. You Uh, could have many dads. You could only have one father though. That is my opinion on the matter. My father is Jesus Christ, the king. (laughs) <laughs> father and son is a good song <laughs> uh it's in guardians of the galaxy um so my dad um for years for, for basically my entire life um owned rental properties in uh i was about to say hey this name of the city but i will not <laughs> uh no yeah my dad owned rental houses um but i nearby like like not super within you know well like within half an hour drive hour to half an hour drive um he owned a lot of them um and he's just getting older now and so he can't really drive out if there's a problem if he needs to work on them if there's trees that need to be cut down maintenance whatever because when you own the property you're when you're the landlord and you're like you're just a guy like it's just us like you're just one guy who owns this house and is renting it out you're not like a company not a real estate company which you could always like outsource to like contractors yeah send people sure but that's a good point but my dad is a contractor also like that's his main so that is a really good point by roth but my dad like works on houses as a job 
So he, in his mind, he was like, I already work on houses. I should buy some, rent them out, and then I can be my own handyman and I don't have to pay myself, basically. Um, and he just collect rent, doesn't have to pay some electrician or handyman. Um, but he, as he's been getting older, um, he started selling them just because, you know, he's getting older, he doesn't want to go out there to work on them all the time. And it is, it's exactly what Wyatt just said. Uh, he had this asset for like 20 years or whatever, was getting rent and then just sold it and got that asset back plus some, plus, plus, you know, interest plus inflation, plus the housing market is just really good right now. So he... Plus, yeah, plus, you know, improvements on the house um, and the housing market is up right now, of course. Don't ask Michael Burry about that, though. <laughs> um, so, so yeah, I, I do agree with the asset thing. When Philip said buy a house in a college town, um, my first thought was it would be difficult to be the landlord of that property, probably, because I, it's, I, it's maybe not that big a risk and it depends on the town. But, like, if you have college kids who are, like, partying in that house all the time that could be a problem. And you're also, unless you live in that college town, you're going to have to outsource a lot probably to get it fixed up unless you're driving out there. Um, it still could be a good idea. And I understand like the, uh, the continued source of income. That's just, that's just my take. So we actually just watched this movie called Barbarian and um, the, <laughs> the character in the movie actually owned um, this property that was um, then he turned into an Airbnb which um, was actually not in a very good area, but it seemed like he was not a very famous actor or this was, he was playing a character where he was an actor in the movie and um, he just was like buying properties. Cause it sounded like, it sounded like he was just buying properties because people were like, Oh, buy real estate, blah, blah, blah. But you actually need to choose a good location because the location he chose was actually very bad. You go now. Okay. Well, um, if you, the reason I gave for uh, doing it in a college town is because typically, a the housing is cheap. Um, you'll always have renters, and um, if they do destroy the house, a you can kick them out. B, uh, you get to. It's almost guaranteed you get to keep their security deposits, which the security which deposit is extra money is a very minimal. To where if they really damage it, you're going to end up losing money. That's kind of just for protection, which is probably the reality. And, and then, then you're not renting. true. Not necessarily, because... You just kicked personally, them out. Personally, I did live in a house um, <laughs> that was... <laughs> personally, so, I did live in a house in my college town right that, was, um, that was very well used in the time that I was there. And... My landlord kept my security deposit, and all he did was clean the floors. So, <laughs> so, so that is a good point. It, it was honestly based. <laughs> so, guaranteed security deposit keeping. So, let's say hypothetically, you own, you're the landlord of a house in a college town, and they completely trash the house. And then you kick them out. What is your plan? Sue them. To uh, find new people. To Renters fill... insurance. Sue them. So what is your plan to find new people to fill their spot? Fix the house with the money that you get from suing them and then find new people. So how are you going to approach finding new people? The same way that you found them. And if they destroy it again, then you sue them again. Which you found them probably at the time of college where everybody's looking to move in their house or move in their apartment. Like, cause usually leases are one year. So let's say you kick them out three months in. How are you supposed to find new people to fill their spots 
whenever everybody else is already in leases or they're living on campus. People, people always want to move. People always want to move Check, whenever please. they end up not liking their roommates. And then they have to wait for a semester or a year, so I'm sure they'll, it'll get filled. Yeah, but they have to wait for a semester or however long they can to get out of their lease. I actually have a real-world experience about something like this. Um, I was actually in the market for an apartment um, in the town that I am going in co- that I'm going to college at, and we were trying to move at um, the end of the first semester, and so we'd be starting up in that second semester, which is roughly in January. And we contacted an apartment complex who said they had an apartment. Um, like one unit available or whatever, two bedroom, one bath. And they, we, we contacted and they were like, yeah, no one's contacted us about any interest for the last four months since August. Um, because people don't, uh, get apartments in a college town. They only do that in August. Like they don't do that in like September and October, November, December. I, obviously there are some people that will probably, that, do need to change maybe at semester or whatever. Some people leave, some people graduate at the end of a semester, but the majority of um, uh, people looking to rent an apartment come in that August timeframe. And like I said, he said there was zero interest in that apartment. We were like the first people that had contacted him in months. Now I, I do not know the answer to what I'm about to say. Um, and I might just be like, guessing here or like completely wrong but um i know so if you kick somebody out as a landlord um for those reasons would that count as like a breach of contract for them like destroying the house and then they have to like pay the rest of the year's worth of rent i personally am pretty ill-informed so does any of you guys know the answer we um, currently have Google at our fingertips, so let's give it a Google unless Lane knows. Yeah, no, while Wyatt's Googling it, um, I'll just say, like I said, my dad did own property, owned rental property for many years. Um, and, and recently when he was trying to sell one of the houses, uh, he had to kick someone out. Um, and I don't know the answer to the question. Uh, so this is what I thought. I thought the security deposit is supposed to, that is kind of your renter's insurance. So, like, if things go go do wrong, like, you have that. That's what I've always thought, but I could be wrong. Philip's feet are currently where the can of Coke is supposed to go, so I don't know where to put it. So, to go back to Got the a little bit too relaxed, which is a movie I didn't watch, but what Wyatt said is how the area of the property matter. I am not in the field of accounting or finance or anything or anything where I would really know the answer, but I do have a question for you guys. Would, like, the land depreciate if it's in a bad area? Or, like, would the house, like, could you end up losing money on that investment? Land depreciation is based. What Lane said may be true, but what I can tell you is land never depreciates. What if global warming, which we'll save that for another topic, but what if, you know, it happens like everybody's saying, and then Florida's all underwater. Does that land still... So, in my, in my opinion... You now own the ocean, and you're the king of the ocean. <laughs> so, that is Namor. nice. In my opinion, Ross, and may, I mean, maybe it would be, like, gradual, but, like, if Florida is underwater, I, like, to me, the situation is escalating, 
and you probably have like bigger problems than like how's my land doing in florida like like if the if, if yeah you know honestly is, if, if florida is, is so underwater bad, i am wondering how like how my companies are like <laughs> how they're reporting their uh land appreciation uh journal entries that's my first thought if when florida becomes underwater how are they depreciating this land and it is is their balance sheet balancing the most important thing to consider when there are hurricanes, tornadoes, and the earth is crumbling, <laughs> government structures are collapsing, Florida, is, the entire East Coast is flooded and hurricanes because of global warming, my very first thought is, let me take a look at their balance sheets to make sure that they're uh, showing their yeah. lands How's Microsoft putting this on their books? <laughs> Any comment, Ross? Absolutely. <laughs> No, okay. So no, I, my first question. I know what you're if, saying. I think a better thing, Ross, is like, so what if I have a property and there's like an earthquake or something? And it splits just, it in the, half. Right, yeah. In no, between nothing tectonic global warming, like There's just an earthquake. What happens to my land? So I think that's a good question. Yes. The answer is one I don't know. It surely depreciates, though, because it doesn't make Maybe any Philip sense knows. for it to not He's be. He's looking up something on his phone right now. Here's what I know. Yeah, okay. When you yeah. are buying yeah. land... You are buying a area of the earth, which is <laughs> the earth. It's the earth. Um, and you are buying the subsection of what is the grand scheme of this rock that we're on. And, <laughs> and there's nothing that could happen to that subsection of land that you own that could make it decrease in value. What my dad always said was... What I just said is not true. <laughs> <laughs> and I could, I'm probably going to assume that the reason why it's not true is because nobody will ever want to buy that land from you if it is underwater. So what, what we're kind of referencing is in the world of accounting, there's this... Um, it's not... It's you a saying... accountant mode. <laughs> Sorry, some accounting lingo here. Um, in the, just in the space, like there's kind of this joke of, oh, never depreciate land, never depreciates because that is true. When you, if you were to buy just, you know, 50 acres of land in the middle of nowhere, um, that would never depreciate as long as there's no, assuming there's no catastrophic event where all of a sudden, like the giant sinkhole is engulfs your, all the 50 acres there. Like it's assuming that um, your land is basically the same as when you purchased it. So that's why you never depreciate land. Um, that term is called the going concern. And it's assuming that whatever is happening is going to continue to happen. Very informative. Absolutely. Objects in motion stay in motion is what Isaac Newton uh came up with isaac newton also uh is credited as discovering gravity oh okay um but here's a question for you could god create something so big that he could not move so, it that sounds like a great question for another episode <laughs> what i can say is what i know dad... is lane is projecting right now <laughs> projecting, <laughs> projecting what? backtracking and avoiding the question <laughs> I would love to have that discussion. I just don't know if this podcast is, uh, this episode is, is the right time.
honestly, we kind of stayed on topic, like generally. Like we're still talking about land when the topic yeah. was. So I'm pretty impressed, and I do think that that could be a good topic for another time. But if you think about it, the thing that God would create would be land, and we are in question <laughs> if He could move it. <laughs> Honestly, very base that God created land itself. Uh, coming back around well, on that, um, <laughs> what happens when a ranger destroys a property? <laughs> Could I buy a subsection of the moon? And does the moon depreciate? Who would sell it? <laughs> Who, owns Who are you buying it from? Like, America, okay. we made it first. We planted a flag there first. <laughs> <laughs> Allegedly. Uh I don't know the, uh, the the factualness of this here, and I know Philip just spent 10 minutes looking up something that I'm sure he wants to talk about. But before oh, yes. we get to that, uh, in the movie The Martian, starring Matt Damon, it's a pretty good movie. Um, it actually directed by Ridley Scott. Um, it also has, I can't remember her name, but there's a girl in it. I, Mara, like, uh, I, can't, I, I don't know her name. Uh, I'll look it up in a minute. But um, she's pretty attractive, is why I bring her up. Uh, no, yeah, just so you know. I mean, there's some other people in it who don't really matter. Uh, actually, Donald Glover is in the movie. Um, he's pretty funny. He, he, he was Slingshot. Yeah, it is a Slingshot. He wasn't as well known. Um, he's pretty funny, though. Um, oh, right. Uh, in that movie, he's talking about Mars, and he says how it's basically treated as, like, international waters. And so no one can buy it. Like, like Earth, like the UN or who, whatever. All the governments have decided that no one can own Mars. So I imagine it's probably a similar situation with the moon. What, at what point does that not become true? Because as humanity progresses, that obviously, in my opinion, will change at some point. Think Star Trek. That, I, I agree with you, but that assumes we will ever go to the moon or to Mars again. At least commercially. Which, regardless of we're, your we're, views we're veering of the first into a, into a, into a, into a different topic I can sense. So we should let Philip circle back. Bring us back. NASA destroyed that technology. <laughs> no! <laughs> However, okay, to circle back to um, to what we were talking about with the, with the what to do if renters destroy your house, um, I took all this time to search on the internet, and what I have found is absolutely nothing <laughs> other than the fact that you can, um, if the damages, um, if the damages, um, cost more than the security deposit uh you can sue them and i'm assuming you may be able to sue them for what you would be out rent as well but i am unsure and that cool. is <laughs> can we get a time check wyatt it has been a very long episode time for you to get a watch not worth um I think this was a pretty successful... Actually, a watch would not help him in this case because he was actually wondering the time we're into the podcast. Time to get a stopwatch. The woman in the Martian's name is Kate Mara, by the way. <laughs> That's checkmate, Wyatt. It really wasn't. Wyatt, look at this picture. I see it and I'm not impressed. <laughs> no! And I'm severely disappointed <laughs> and my day is ruined. <laughs> no, that can't be true. Okay, so I think that we're wrapping up now. I would like to thank the sleuth for tuning in. Super sleuth. So, but just, uh, you know, where would we like to live is, I think, maybe something that we should cover since that was the main point. I think that I would like to live in an area 
near the mountains. I think that might be my final answer. So thinking Colorado, possibly the Appalachian Mountains. I know people pronounce that a few different ways, but I've heard it both ways. So um, that's, I think, my answer. I thought the Appalachians were like like the east. Yes. Colorado is not in the east. I said Colorado or the Appalachian. Ah. (laughs) So one thing I really like. Checkmate. (laughs) So one thing that I really enjoy that Wyatt did was he said like the area down to like a state or like maybe a country. So if we could continue that, I will go next. And like I said before, I think Florida would probably be my favorite location. I am pretty big on staying in the United States, but we'll see how things go politically and maybe economically to see if that will continue down the line whenever I could afford that. I feel like my answer in the beginning was pretty good, but uh, as a review, a summary, um, Midwestern suburbs um, to raise a family whenever they go off to school, um, then into the Midwest country on my own land. And then ending retirement in Italy. So the Midwest, I mean, there's a couple of states in there. Can you narrow it down to one? Because they are Missouri. Interesting choice. Do you like like, like the Ozarks? I hear that's there. There's some. That is not where I would move. What's the location? (laughs) Like what what city in Missouri? Let's narrow it down to the address. Undecided. Okay, somebody else can have the mic. Somewhere in Missouri with good food. Um, yeah, Missouri is an interesting choice. I think, is that the one, uh, which one is that? Is that south of Nebraska? Oh, I mean, it's just uh, smack down in the middle of the oh, country. Gee, okay. I think, I mean, I don't even know. I thought that was, Maybe it's there, I, thought, I, I thought that was Arkansas. Halfway, <laughs> halfway up to the left of the Mississippi, if that helps. Because the Missouri River collides. So just think of oh, rivers. Oh, right, there's a Missouri River. Yeah, which right, that okay. would be the... North yeah, that's an interesting choice. Um, you know, I I think the Midwest uh, is a pretty good pick. Um, yeah, I I I, I would like I call I could see myself living in Colorado. That's a little maybe too far west for me. Um, and they have yeah, just the I know the political atmosphere. Yeah, that's I what would I'm thinking, care you know, a little like bit the marijuana, but also you know in this past election, I think quite a few states maybe have legalized marijuana. Yeah. So. Um, but yeah. Possibly, I even think I saw Missouri might have passed it. I don't know. Oh, like... maybe that's why Philip wanted to move there. <laughs> who, <laughs> who knows? Who knows? Going uh, crazy. <laughs> um. Yeah. You know, Illinois, Iowa area. Um. You know, actually, uh, was in Chicago this past summer for a conference. Um, and it's kind of a cool town. There's some cool architecture there. So maybe suburbs of Chicago. I'm currently looking at a map of the Midwest because I knew Ross would ask me for a state <laughs> if I didn't say one. Um, but you know, you know, I mean, Colorado, I could also see, you know, I don't, I don't know if to live, but maybe to like retire, if I don't like care about the Midwest anymore, maybe somewhere like Wyoming or South Dakota, I think it could be cool to have land out there to retire on. Um, just cause you know, I have a friend that lives where we are, but has land in another state and they just drive up there and My he has like a cabin, <laughs> he's like a cabin is up there. Legal. <laughs> it is. It was pretty fun. I, he took me one time. Something to consider, though, is you'd have to upkeep that land. So, like, if it's, like, maybe a four-hour commute to that other state, it could be a 
Lane's pretty big burden to go up there like bi-weekly to like cut the grass or something like that. All natural, my friend. This is land that you are giving to nature. You don't have to cut the grass. All natural. No. <laughs> All right. Well, Ross uh, was asking for the mic, and I know he has nothing good to say, so well, we're just gonna bears end sleuth. it up. Um, we appreciate you listening to our first episode, our inaugural episode, even. Um, but you know, we stayed on topic. Ross, you know, pulled it together for about half of it, uh, so it was pretty good. Um. But yeah, thanks for listening, um, and be sure to tune in next week where we have an even better discussion. Thank you.